Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. You don't wear glasses. Quit trying to be a poser. No, I actually do this. Those are prescribed glasses. Prescription? Prescription? Prescription who? <laughs> Script? Hello? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, leave me out of this. I'm not in this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And, and we're, we're the Poulter Gals. This episode, we're going to be talking about the Alamo, located in San Antonio, Texas. I'm sorry, the what? The Alamo. Do we know what that is? It's like whenever you have a like a cake or a pie and you put a scoop of ice cream on top. It's called pie Alamo, right? <laughs> <laughs> pie Alamo. Everybody knows that. Do we, though? Yeah, and you're going to tell us about the history of it All and why right. people put the scoops of ice cream on top. Well, I guess here we go into episode Ice Cream Alamo. Ice Cream Alamo, episode number three, The Polter Gals. So it started off as a Spanish mission close to the river and was built in 1718. So on top of pie? Yes. Okay. Water and pie. Water and pie. It's delicious. Great. Yum. <laughs> Slurp. <laughs> It was founded by the Spanish that were Catholic missionaries in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. It was built with limestone, which is something that helps with paranormal activity. It was originally built to convert local Indians into Christianity. Wow, that sucks. (laughs) So it housed missionaries for nearly 70 years until 1793 when Spanish authorities took over the five missions located in San Antonio and distributed them among the residents. And beginning in the early 1800s, the Spanish military stationed their troops in the former mission, calling it the Alamo. Oh, so it's like a building. I I don't remember it. I don't remember the Alamo, you know? I've I've lived in Texas my whole life, and I I just don't remember it. It's not ice cream? It's not ice cream. It's not ice cream. It's a a place. It's a place. It's a place. And I don't remember it. Who who would remember (laughs) the Alamo? What? Can you tell me more about it? I I just don't remember. Of course. You know, let's let's see what more we have. Maybe we'll see if we can jog my memory. Let's find out. Maybe it will jog both of us. Uh-huh, yeah. Mexico it's won independence from Spain at the time, and Texas was part of Mexico, and Mexico had a similar government to the United States. And then they did gain their independence from Spain. I wasn't sure on the date. But in 1821, 300 families, which included Stephen F. Austin, arrived in Texas. The Spanish government allowed them to stay in Texas, but the migration of U.S. citizens increased in Texas over the next few decades, sparking the Revolutionary War, I guess the Revolution. Yeah, so they were like, okay, you guys can stay here for free. Don't worry. Just come chill in Mexico for a little bit. And then, like, boy, Texas is, like, cool or something. 
And then a bunch of people moved down here. And then, like, boy, you got too many people in here. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what happened here. Mm-hmm. But in 1832, General Santa Anna took control of the government. And many people did not like him as a ruler and declared their independence on March 2nd, 1836, starting the Texas Revolution between Mexico and Texas, in which Texas was attempting to fight for their independence. Mm-hmm. By the end of the year of 1835, a group of volunteer soldiers overwhelmed the Mexican forces and took over the Alamo. And by mid-February in 1836, James Bowie and William B. Travis took command of the Alamo. Yeah, I love David Bowie. David Bowie's the best. He's in like... Ziggy Stardust. He's in like every Western movie ever, Mm -hmm. which I don't know why people do that. (laughs) We love Texas. Mm-hmm. But not that much. <laughs> not that much. <laughs> not that much. James Bowie, William Travis, and David Bo- Bowie led the Texas Army at the Alamo. And then on the other side was General Santa Ana, mm-hmm. led by the Mexican. On February 23rd. And the Mex- day after my birthday. Well, like 200 <laughs> years before I was born. <laughs> That's 200, 200 years before I was born. The day after my birthday. This is what happened. <laughs> yep. Day after my birthday. <laughs> The Mex- a Mexican force of about 1,800 to 6,000 men marched to the Alamo to retake the mission from the roughly 140 Texans that occupied it. Oh, man. So huge difference mm-hmm. in army size. Mm-hmm. The Alamo covers around three acres of land, which is surrounded by adobe wall that was between 9 and 12 feet tall. The buildings inside the fort included a chapel, barracks or soldiers, a hospital, a large courtyard, and a space for horses, and cannons were placed along the top of the walls. The siege lasted for about 13 days, so nearly two weeks, 140 men fought. Yeah, and like we talked about last episode, 13 is like a paranormal number. It is. Like 13 is... Sarah, 13 nails with the Mm -hmm. door. Mm -hmm. This one, 13 days for the siege. Oh, no. So that's, that's pretty interesting. I didn't catch that one. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Maybe that's what makes it even more spooky. That's true. Mm -hmm. And on the last day of battle, the Mexico Army stormed the mission. The fighting on that day only lasted 90 minutes, and not a single Texan soldier survived. Oh, no. Yeah. But there is some... It was saying not a Texan soldier survived, but in some research, it was saying that everybody died, which wasn't Mm -hmm. 100% accurate. Mm, Interesting. So... And that's one of the hauntings, which is pretty cool. What we'll find out later. Ooh. (laughs) From March to May, Mexican forces once again occupied the Alamo. The Battle of the Alamo became a symbol of heroic resistance and a rally cry in their struggle for their independence. On April 21st, 1836, men led by Sam Houston defeated the Mexican army that contained 1,500 men yelling, Remember the Alamo. Oh, remember that that Alamo. Now yeah, I remember. That, yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Now that you talked about it. Now I remember. <laughs> That's how we got here. Wow. Wow. Who knew? <laughs> Santa Anna was taken prisoner and came to terms with Houston at the end of the war. And many Mexican troops in San Antonio were forced to withdraw. Between four and 600 soldiers were killed in the battle. And about 182 and 250 Texans were killed. Sexons. Sexy Texans. Texans. (laughs) 
So about 257 Texans were killed. Mm. And this is what I was talking about. Not everyone was killed. The people that did survive were women, children, servants, and slaves. Mm -hmm. And some fun facts. The Alamo was used by the Confederate forces during the Civil War. Right? It's like after all that fighting, it's went to that. I know. But, you know, it's okay, I guess. We turned out somewhat better. <laughs> in the 1870s, the Alamo was used as a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And there's spooky supplies there. I don't even want to know how many accidents happened in, uh, as it was as a air- warehouse. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeffrey Bezos didn't win it, so at least they weren't peeing in corners back in the day. I mean, it was 1870, so I think maybe people did pee in the corners. <laughs> Maybe. But it's because they wanted to. The question is, did they shit in corners? I don't know. Did they shit in the corner? <laughs> That's an inside joke here from the studio. No one else will understand. They're going to be looking at us crazy, but that's Don't us. worry about it. <laughs> and before the Battle of the Alamo, a cemetery sat on the land between the years 1724 and 1793. And it was said that the bloodshed from the battle increased the activity. Ooh. Well, yeah, because I people dead extra. people do be dead. They do be extra dead, extra, no, extra no, no, dead, extra, extra, dead. extra, extra dead. All about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> look at that. There we go. <laughs> so this is something that I think I I feel every Texan knows, and mm-hmm. this is what really fuels our pride. Mm-hmm. But Texas gained its independence in 1836, mm-hmm. and it's the only state that can legally fly their flag as high as the u.s flag wow because we're the only one that gained our independence before joining the united states that's cool so i feel like that not that a lot of places really do it mm-hmm. a lot of them still follow the whole one flag link on under the u.s mm-hmm. flag but i think that it's pretty cool that texas could do that legally they, legally they could yeah. do that and then tana- texas was annexed into the united states in 1846 mm-hmm. and 10 years after 10 years after <laughs> texas won its independence and shortly after it was annexed in the united states u.s soldiers revived the remember the alamo battle cry while fighting against the mexican forces in the mexican-american war of 1846 to 1848 wow so I think that's pretty cool that they just randomly, like, just as, like, a comeback, it's like, mm-hmm. ha, we have Texas, and mm-hmm. you remember that big fight with Alamo? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't forget about it. <laughs> nope, we still remember it. D- didn't we not have Texas history class? <laughs> How many times do we have to take Texas history class? Uh, Like, three times? Four times? Listen, anybody that's not in Texas that also is listening to this right now, just know that the only history we know is Texas, is Texas history, because they, we have to take it so many times. <laughs> teach us it way too much do you know how many times we watched that movie remember the alamo the, the, so many times but to be fair that's a classic movie and, and it's true. i will sit there and watch it so many more times and then i'll still cry like every episode it's, i'm like why am i crying right now so sad it's like i watched you 500 times in school but here i am i know we had to watch that and then the blind side <laughs> those are the only two movies we could watch in school just other things <laughs> But no, no, back, to the back to the actual Alamo. Okay. Every day, about 2.5 million people visit the Alamo. And it's one of the top tourist destinations in and the world. Well, in the United States. I mean, with 2.5 million people. That's every day? That's every day. Every day, or bro. Is it, is it every day? Every day, bro. Oh, okay. it's each year. It's each each year. year. Oh, <laughs> oh, 2.5 million people each year. Each year. 
That makes a lot more sense. I was like, bro, they're going like seven million. <laughs> How they be doing that? I was like, I've been there. I are they think. rigging the numbers? I think I think they lie. <laughs> no, we're just lying. Correction. Two point five every year. Every year. Okay, and with those 2.5 million people coming every year, um, there are a ton of ghost sightings and spooky things. So now I'm going to talk about some of the hauntings of the Alamo. Now that I remember what it is, I'm going to talk about... Remember the Alamo? Now now that I remember the Alamo, I'm going to tell you about some spooky things that have happened there. So, um, ghostly tales of the Alamo can be traced all the way back to 1836. Which, if you guys remember, was whenever we were talking about um, in April 21st of 1836, um, they defeated the Mexican army. That was the 1,500 men yelling, remember the Alamo. Um, so literally can be traced back to that exact like time period of 1836. That's insane. So it really did like come from bloodshed and come from anguish. Um, at night, there have been many reports of soldiers being seen, hearing the cannons go off, gunshots, horse hooves, and yelling. Again, since That's... there's been so much violence there, um, a lot of people, like, will go there and they'll see these things or hear these things. And, like, some people have even broken down crying. It's insane. And to be fair with the whole horse hooves, yes, like, they do actually have officers riding mm-hmm. horses. But most of the time, the officers, like, are nowhere near the Alamo. They're just, like, on the other side. And I mean, it is Texas, so we do have just like horses everywhere, casually. But do we though? though? No, but yeah, I mean, still, and like this is at night, so like you know, there's not like that much activity. Really, don't have officers riding horses at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And then some people have even seen the Mexican army walking up to the Alamo. Um, and the Alamo, if you guys don't know, is literally in the smack dab middle of downtown San Antonio. So it's, like, not even a mile from the river walk. No, and the fact that there's, obviously, it's downtown, so mm-hmm. covered with buildings, and they mm-hmm. can see the Mexican army just walking up through yeah. the buildings. And they just see apparitions. Um, there are also reports of sounds um, surrounding the areas, or, or, like, hearing these sounds from hotels, um, retail stores, and even the police station, which is nearby because um, it's all downtown. There was, the, there was a station located... Mm-hmm on the premises or close to the premises mm-hmm. i think it's a uh, like close down the street i know that the ripley's believe it or not is like right across the street yeah. believe it or not <laughs> believe what? it or not no um way. there's also like a little candy store like right on the same street Ooh, that candy store um so and then there's actually one of the most historic hotels of san antonio it is right on the corner there is one named after crockett yeah baby crockett mm-hmm. and so it's it's spooky like honestly all of these places um, but due to all these noises, um, like most people don't even work, want to work at night. And like most people don't even walk the streets at night, yeah. at night because it's so scary. It, that's insane that people mm-hmm. don't even want to work. Mm-hmm. They so many complaints. Yeah. And then, um, you know how we talked about the walls being made of Adobe and they were so high that there have been reports of seeing guards walking along the roof line, um, of the station and dark figures in the corridor. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, you know, of course, due to that. Um, and then the prison that was close to the Alamo was forced to be moved due to the lack of people wanting to work the night shift. <laughs> oh, so God. literally, the prison guards were so afraid of the Alamo oh. and all the things and activity that they've been having. They literally were like, bro, we got <laughs> we got to move. I cannot deal with this one more night. And they're like, oh, well, we need somebody to watch these criminals. <laughs> 
And it's like, um, we have the ghost watching the criminals. Is that good enough? This is my boy Johnny. He's an apparition. He'd be watching these guys real good. But I also heard <laughs> that even the prisoners were scared. Oh, yeah. Like, they were terrified and telling the guards that they were scared. Oh, yeah, for real. And, like, why? That That's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I mean you're a criminal. Do you deserve <laughs> to be haunted? I mean, um, haunted by your past actions, maybe not actually haunted. I don't. Th- I'd rather be <laughs> haunted by my past actions than actual sp- spirits. Actual specters. N- yeah, actual, no. Actual, actual I, spooky. Especially the Texan army. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit terrified. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Terrified. Again, back in the 1800s, I don't know how, how scary these guys were, but I imagine they were not anything like our current prison guards. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure they were a lot more forceful mm-hmm. and... Straight to the point. Yeah. And by straight to the point, I mean straight to the end of a bayonet. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) gunpoint. Yeah. (laughs) Straight to the gunpoint. Straight to the gunpoint. And then shortly after the Battle of Santa Ana, um, he ordered his general with a small group of soldiers to burn the church down, which was part of the the mission um, of the Alamo. And the the men returned shortly after. When questioned, they stated that there were six shadows or demons, also known as the six Diablos, that were protecting the church and surrounded them. So um, back during this, you know, of course, battle, these men were sent out to burn down the mission. And it's literally saying that these specters protected it um, and surrounded these men. And they were terrified. Um, There has been some reports saying that they were actual men, but there have been other reports saying, no, there were not any actual men. Um, So these these soldiers were so feared for their life that they were they literally turned around because they were so afraid of what would happen if they burned down the church terrifying Mm -hmm. and it was saying that i think when i looked into it that the six diablos had swords of fire Mm -hmm. swords of fire yeah and uh, rumors are that the spirits are either the defenders or former monks um and that's just some of the random things that have been found um and then not believing them the general himself went and saw a tall man rise from the roof with balls of fire in both hands oh no Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, no, not no. only did these men come and saw flaming swords from the six Diablos, but the general himself went down to the mission and saw a man rise from the roof, tall, broad, with Mm-mm. hands as balls of fire. Mm-mm. And he knew, he like immediately turned around. I knew he done gone messed mm-hmm. up. He knew he done, <laughs> he done messed up. Um, and then um, most of the early reports of seeing spirits actually came from guests from the uh, Minger Hotel. Um, that's the one that is, r- like, really close right to the outlet. Yeah, that's the one, and which is also haunted, fun fact. Um, so um, that hotel is absolutely has so much activity, and it is just because it's said to be on a, you know, a portion of... Shelf. Yeah. Which is crazy if you really land that held bloodshed. Yeah, a lot of that surrounding area sits on what is now the Alamo Mm -hmm. property. But if you were to go visit it, it's super tiny. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot bigger than what it is today. Yeah, and they actually have a diorama of the what the original like mission looked like um, before it. Now, um, after you wait in line for forty five (laughs) minutes, you get up to the front and you go in like a really small like room. And there's, like, artifacts and pictures and everything around. Um, and then they have, like, a little small, like, a little uh, room that's, like, blocked off. Um, and that was where the, the church was. So you actually go into the chapel. Yeah. So so what is standing currently is the chapel. Is the it's chapel like, itself. Yeah, which is in- insane. And then the, it was, like, I mean, a 12 to 9 foot wall surrounding mm-hmm. the chapel. 
Yeah. So you pretty much, there's no longer like the barracks. There's yeah. no longer the horse stuff or any of that. Yeah. Now you just but, walk in and they, they've actually done a lot of renovations to it and made yeah. it, of course, more public friendly and more touristy. So there's gardens and koi ponds and a lot of like places so you can sit down. They also have one of those etching walls. So you can put your paper on and like etch the names of people. That's pretty cool. Um, which is really cool. And it's really a place to reflect, I feel like. Um, though it has been coming very Instagrammable, um, it is still a yes. place where, of course, it's based on remembrance and all of the loss that happened there. I, I've also heard, I don't know if it's in the notes, but there have been reports of people feeling depressed or saddened. Yeah, as soon uh, as they walk in. Yeah, you feel that emotion that overwhelming sense of emotion mm -hmm. just from being there. Yeah, and then with that hotel being the most haunted, um, reports are saying that they've seen spirits walk through the walls. Um, they've also seen the Guardian of the Alamo um, keeping guard, that same one, from people wanting to do damage to it or wanting to hurt the Alamo. Um, one of the other stories is there is a little boy. He's a young little blonde boy. Um, he's often spotted upstairs in the left window, which is now part of the gift shop. And the gift shop is actually one of the most haunted places as well. Yes. That's so if you go to the gift shop, you might feel either like a spirit run past you or just like patches of cold air, um, which is very terrifying when you're just like, I'm going to buy Whoa. a snow globe with the Alamo in it. Buy I'll, some ice cream. I want some ice cream <laughs> and I'm going to die. <laughs> and I got spooky vibes. Um, just to let you know, your goosebumps are not just from the chill of the No, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's an actual person. <laughs> yeah, there might be a ghost behind you. <laughs> Don't look over your shoulder. It's the, the poltergeist. <laughs> the next thing I wanted to talk about, the next haunting that is most often found, is there is a father and son um, who are most often seen after sunrise on the rooftop. A story has it that the man wrapped his arms around his son and leaped off the roof moments before the siege of the Alamo in effort to try and save them. There have been no reports that these two people survived or that if they even made it out of the siege, um, but they are often seen on the roof holding each other. That's horrific, though. And there has been um, many instances where families have seen him, um, and he does come out, you know, to people that are in the same situation mm -hmm. as him. Um, so that can be seen. And then, um, of course, after the siege, um, reports have only been increasing, and um, the Alamo actually might also be offering night stays. So if you are interested in experiencing any of this paranormal activity, you can stay now at the Alamo. Um, it's often common for a lot of, like, Boy Scouts and, like, you know, yes. historic groups and that kind of stuff to be interested in it just from, you know, a historic standpoint. But from us uh, paranormies, um, you know, we're interested in going to see all the spooky ghosts. Um, but yeah, so some of the hauntings and everything that happens, um, and it's, you know, one of the scariest tourist break, tourist spots in Texas, at least. Um, and there's so many stories. Um, one of the main stories I want to talk about now, um, is a, is a personal encounter that happened, Ooh. not with me, but someone else's personal encounter. So I'm setting the scene. A mother with her two small children are in line for the Alamo. Like I said, it takes like 45 minutes even to get in because the line is so long with those 2.5 million people. Uh, <laughs> um, so the mother was in line and she heard her little girl talking to somebody. And of course, you know how kids are. They're constantly talking to other people. They're always making friends, oh, always yeah. running around. 
So this mother turns to her daughter and says, who are you talking to? Like, did you make a friend? Ha ha. And the little girl Mm -hmm. points towards the door and says, I'm talking to him. And she's like, who? So she turns to look and she just sees a shadow figure standing at the front door of the Alamo, standing guard by the door. Um, And it is said that, uh, you know, children, of course, are more susceptible to Mm -hmm. paranormal frequencies and are able to see ghosts. Um, And, you know, it the little girl was talking to one of the ghosts um, from the Alamo. Did she say like who it was, or was it just like some guy? It was just a guy. It, uh, of course, it is in. It is said to be a soldier that was trying to keep keep safe. So it was a protector of the Alamo um, mm. that was keeping watch. So it was one of the watchmen um, or a That's young soldier. Um, and you know, back then soldiers could be anywhere from like. 13 years old and up and they even had you know drummer yeah. boys which were much younger um so this mother turned and she said yeah he told me everything would be fine oh that's so cute it's that's cute but also spooky. yeah and i've been to the alamo multiple times um and they have a gorgeous garden they, on the yes, side and yes. The garden is, again, one of those places where you can go to reflect and see everything. They've um, done so well. With they have. Keeping, how, keeping up with how it looks and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. It's great. And then, um, yeah, but it's been, it's been interesting. And the Alamo, of course, is one of, you know, again, Texas's most iconic landmarks. Yes. And yes. really, you know, is a touchstone for who we are as Texans. Um, but <laughs> I also have another fun story I want to cool. tell you guys about. So... Now that we talked about a spooky story, time for a funny-ish eh, story. So, in 1989, Ozzy Osbourne... <laughs> 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 We're going to Ozzy Osbourne. So, Ozzy Osbourne was oh, visiting no. San Antonio for a concert. And, um, as you know, he is um, usually on the drugs and on the alcohol. Doing typical Ozzy Doing stuff. typical Ozzy Osbourne things, biting the head off bats, you know, <laughs> what he does. Um, and he actually visited the, the, the Alamo, and he was caught peeing on the oh Alamo. God. So we were talking about peeing in the corner earlier. So Ozzy Osbourne was caught pissing on the Alamo, um, and he actually got arrested. So, oh, no. <laughs> so Ozzy Osbourne got arrested, and a lot of Texans were so offended by this. Um, and I was we like, were, well, I mean, back in 1870, we how many times did people pee in the <laughs> We were pissed. Yeah, we were pissed, if you will. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Ozzy Osbourne got caught, got arrested for peeing on the Alamo. Was he banned from San Antonio? Just wait. So he got out on bail for $40. What? 40 bucks. And he went and played his show at the Coliseum, right? So he went and played his show. Disappointing. Disappointing. Um, And then um, he was banned from playing in San Antonio for another 10 years. So he did not come That's back and play in San Antonio until 1996, or 19, yeah, 1996. That so it was 86, back in 86. That's he peed on it. It's those 10 years. Yeah, and so today we're going to end our episode by saying, <laughs> don't go peeing on the Alamo, and remember it. Don't forget remember about it. Remember the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Remember, and don't remember, piss us off. don't to pee on it, and don't piss us off. Yeah, that's all you gotta know. Um, so that's everything. That's that's all about the spooky stuff and all the history stuff that's happening here at the Alamo. And tune in next time. Tune in next week for the next episode. Tune in for the next week, and we'll have next episode next week. Next week episode episodes next week. Episode every Friday. Episode every Friday. Check us out. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>
been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.